Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about the brand new PlayStation 5 trailer? Commercial? I don't know. Commercial. Hang on, what did, it, what did it say it was called? I I got away from that so fast because it was called the official Play Has No Limits ad. Oh. That's what it is, advertisement. Oh. What's the difference? What's the difference between those things, Chris? Uh, ad, commercial, or uh, trailer. trailer. I know it. Well, I don't know what this would be trailing True. for. True. Because we'll talk about this later. <laughs> okay. I would I would never call this a trailer. I mean, it's more like a it's more like a mood piece. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's like it's it's like a this is the vibe that we're going yeah, for. This is the vibe. I don't I don't even know like <laughs> what describe to me that vibe. I don't even know what that vibe is. It, it, everyone who's listening needs to stop this podcast. <laughs> go watch the PlayStation Five ad <laughs> and tell me what vibe that is. <laughs> um, I mean, I could come up with some ideas. You know, just touch and feel. Feel yeah. more. Hear Feel more. more. <laughs> Is that what they said? I don't, I don't remember know, what she but said. that's what I got out of it. She was just it. saying random <laughs> phrases. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. We also have some Call of Duty news. Ooh. <laughs> um, this is a lighter week this week. Uh, we have a... We have a lot of stuff happening this weekend. The DC fandoms this weekend. Very excited about that. Very excited to yeah. find out like some of these other games. Like, because we've gotten like oh. uh, teases and we've gotten the whole like, oh, you know, Suicide Squad, uh, yeah. you know, takes down the Justice League or whatever it's called. Um, but we've gotten we like or there's the there's called. there's the Quarter of Owls game that's like been rumored forever um, from W Montreal. It's like there's just, been a Harry Potter game rumored forever. <sighs> exactly. So it's like there's so many that of these be, things. That wouldn't be a DC fandom though. No, that wouldn't be a DC fandom. Yeah. You're right. That would be a, at its own thing at, at at you know Harry Harry Potter in, fandom. Who knows if, I don't know. Who knows if that's happening because of all the layoffs? Which we'll talk about that next week too. Like I know uh, last yeah. week I mentioned we'd probably talk about it this week. Sorry, we're punting it one more week down the road. I mean, it just makes sense to put all that together um, and yeah. to like talk about like, hey, what do they actually have announced? Like, what are they yeah. actually like committing to? Um, in totally. addition to like what how, how do the layoffs affect kind of those things as well as the rumored things that we've heard about for for years now, man, years. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're, we'll talk about all that. All that next week. This week is focused on PlayStation Five and Call of Duty. But first, John, briefly, what have you been up to this week? This week, Chris, I wanted to do a, sh a shout out to something that I haven't talked about on the podcast yet, mm. um, but it has been going on for like three weeks. Mm. Um, Muppets Now, the Muppets oh. are back on Disney Plus. That's amazing. It's a uh, new show. It's a half hour long. Uh, there are three episodes that are out currently, and man, I t I, I like watched the first one, and like legitimately laughed out loud to uh, to some of it. The, the format is similar to their old show, uh, where it was like the variety kind of uh, setup, but this yeah. one is under the the um, basically. It's the real world where it's like, hey, it's those, it's a web show um, that they're putting out, and so they have like these different sketches that happen, and uh, they're kind of all uh, geared around like the. Uh, 
the like YouTube type of uh, type shows where it's like, oh, there's this sciency thing. Here's the cooking kind of a show. Here's a um, uh, fashion show with like Miss Piggy. And they're like the thing that makes them hilarious is obviously just the Muppets. Like it's just like the Muppets doing like YouTube content and uh and so i really enjoyed that i uh, i've always enjoyed the muppets I, I enjoyed the show that a lot of people didn't like a lot of people didn't like the show on abc like what is it 2017 that it yeah that so was great good. um what didn't they like about it i don't know They're like a lot of people thought it was like it was weird to have like kermit like dating a bunch of people and like thought it was weird to have like uh to to basically have this like the office set up with the muppets i will fight them Rather than having like the variety show or rather than having them trying to put on like, you know, some sort of a concert or some sort of like a show or whatever. I don't know. Mm. I never had those qualms with it because the Muppets to me are literally just just actors like they they like Kermit the Frog is Kermit the Frog. And yeah. you put Kermit the Frog in an office style sitcom. I'm going to watch it. And you put Even Kermit like, uh, into, into a normal like whatever you would consider like a Muppets thing. Um, and I would watch that too. So all the Muppet movies don't revolve around the variety show. Exactly. Like for the most part. Exactly. And it's like, you know, the Muppet show from back, you know, there's two versions of the Muppet show. There's the, you know, one really old Muppet show. And then there's the, there's the one that like we watched whenever we were kids on ABC on, on TGIF or whatever it was. Um, and uh, I think that lasted for two years or something like that. But those are the only like variety show type of things. I guess some of the movies revolve around them going and putting on like to a theater and like putting on these shows or whatever. Um, Muppets in Manhattan, that sort of thing. But I don't know, man. It's just the Muppets are the Muppets. But anyway, this show, hilarious. I watched uh, episode two and three back to back. And oh my goodness, there is there is some moments in there that are hilarious. Even Muppets that aren't like my favorite um, uh, with like the Swedish chef, like not my favorite uh, Muppet. Um, but there is a hilarious moment in episode two with the Swedish chef that like, I, I, I like woke Catherine up laughing cause I was watching it in bed. Um, and that was a mistake obviously, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But Muppets now, man, it's, it's great. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a really good one, man. I'll check that out. Um, the only thing I had seen about it was like just some people on Twitter are complaining about Kermit's voice. I don't know what that's all about, though. So if there's a new actor, a new voice actor for Kermit, um, this happened like right only at, him, only him. I mean, so this happened like th- that actor, the the previous actor had been the voice of Kermit for like 25 years. Dang. Um, and uh, and so what? Like apparently, the um, the Jim Henson family as well as like Disney got into like some like pretty big like. Like, oh no! Uh, conflict with that voice actor, like who, oh, no. who didn't like who who, in his words, didn't like the direction they were taking Kermit, which I'm assuming is relating to the 2017 show because that's it, right was after he that. The voice back then, yeah, he was the voice back then. But he, um, so he had, but he did it even though he had a problem with it. I mean, he did it, but then like you know the show got canceled and like all yeah. that whole thing. So I don't know, man. Like I, it just did he like say something afterwards or something? I don't know. Like what? he, he said Saying he kept like that's why he kept pushing on them. I forgot what their quote was. They said something about like it was a pa- uh, a repeated pattern of consistent like um problems that they had had with Dang. Him. um and so the you know they they the the disney and Jim, and the jim henson family or whatever um decided to to let him go and to, to this is the new the new voice of kermit and i agree like the first episode it felt kind of awkward to me because it's a little lower um but mm. then the second and third episode i feel like it's it's it, he's like coming into his own find, finding that right voice uh, that sort of thing so it feels like this is yeah. uh we're on a on a on the right track to get there okay. eventually so cool 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, like it's uh, it, I mean, it's it's I mean, it's hard with all these characters. You know, it's hard with you know Mickey and Minnie. You know, it's like yeah, or Pooh Bear or you know whoever. Like you, I mean, you have a really well established voice that you have to emulate and mm-hmm. act as and uh that's gotta be hard yeah i mean you think about like the the uh shows like so whenever you had like the aladdin uh movie and then they had the spin-off tv show and it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't uh robin williams as genie and it's like that's yeah. so strange like looking at now as a kid i don't know that i noticed um but Man, like i haven't gone back and watched uh, is that on disney plus i believe so what does he sound like? I, I don't even remember. It doesn't. It just it sounds like an imitation. Like where, okay. <laughs> where you're like, like this is like uh, someone trying to be Robin Williams a little bit. Um, mm, so, but like a lot of those shows did that with the uh, with the voice cast because obviously it's like if you make a television oh, totally. show, you know, this, based on this property, the, that star is not going to be available every single episode. Like for you know whatever you need. Um, I guess I just don't remember that. I don't remember his voice being different. Agreed. And that's why, I, like, whenever I rewatch or like started watching it again, I was like, "That's strange. That doesn't feel. That's not. That's not right." So, and I do remember him being um, kind of upset uh, with Disney for a long time um, that 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 was the case. Like, the, the basically the, this character that he felt like he had, uh, you know, and rightfully so, had brought, brought to this, life. Yeah, and brought this ownership of where he was just like, yeah. you know, this is me, and I am this character, and like we're inseparable, that sort of thing. And he felt, you know, kind of burned that they uh, that mm. they brought in. Uh, on somebody else for the longest time. What are they supposed time. to do? I don't know. I, that's a good question. I mean, <laughs> I also know like w- with uh, Mark Hamill has said before, like whenever whenever they had like somebody else do the voice of a Joker, um, yeah. at a certain point he like he was upset like for for a minute there, and he's yeah. like he like reached out and was like, hey, you know if if you wanted to contact me first, I would have done it. They're like, but you were booked already with this other thing. And we checked with your agent. He's like, he's like, and so I had a a genuine conversation with my agent about like, if they come to you with the Joker, I will do it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I will always do it, (laughs) you know? So yeah, I think that, that that kind of stuff's funny to me. Cause it's like, um, you see that just in, in any kind of like entertainment where like, you know, you reach out to someone's agent and they'll just like hardcore shut you down. Yeah. Uh, but then like you know you reach out to the person, they're like, yeah, totally, I'll do it. And you're like, yeah. they're just like this weird gatekeeper. You kind of have to like get around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like just drop, just drop them a text, you know? Just. Right. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> oh man. But or tweet at him. Just basically tweet at Mark Hamill. Yeah, and be like, hey, got this Joker <laughs> thing for it. it's it's you know whatever, and then he'll yeah. be like, I'm in, dude. We should write a Joker thing. Ah, uh, dude. I mean, I and then tweet at Mark Hamill. WB. They might be up for like li- licensing it to us. Yeah, I mean, they if need. If I think they need stuff right they now. They need that money, man. <laughs> if we yeah. can pay them some money for it. It's dire straits over there. <laughs> uh, um, what have you been up to cool. this week, though, Chris? Um, entertainment wise, not not really a ton. Um, but the thing that I have started, I started reading the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes Ooh. by Suzanne Collins. It's the uh, the prequel. I guess it's going to be a series prequel um, novel to The Hunger Games. Um, it's all about uh, Snow, President Snow, as a child. So, so two things. I love Susan yeah. Collins. I've loved all of her books. I've read. I've read everything that she like was major publishing um, that was done. So, like the the Gregor uh, series that she has and that sort of thing. But I love. I love her writing. She's amazing. Um, secondly. I don't think of all the characters and all the things in Hunger <laughs> Games, I didn't ever go, boy, I wonder what P- Snow was like as a, as a kid, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I still feel like that, even though <laughs> I'm like, 
I'm uh, into the first part of this book. Um, like, uh, it's weird, and and, and I I'd love for you to read it. Maybe yeah. if you read it, we could review it uh, mm. on the on the show. Um, without being spoiler or anything like that, but like it's uh, like you. you there are some pieces that you empathize with him. Like he's basically from like, you know, like this old family who's kind of down on their luck, uh, in the capital of Panem. And, and, but then the, there's just this, like, there's this like, uh, just kind of pompous air about him. Even, yeah. even as a child that I'm just like, I just don't relate to this, Yeah. but it is interesting to yeah. see like, um, to me, it's like the, the at least right now, and maybe it gets different. Like, um, once we get to the games or something like that, because like he he is uh, this is the first time that they have oh crap what do they call it their mentors um, do they call it mentor I can't uh, remember now I forget Why what they I call remember? it too yeah yeah it's not mentor anyway, what is it yeah but yeah I know what you're talking about sponsor yes that's right yeah so this is the first year that they have they have sponsors because apparently up to this point the Hunger Games have just been like this kind of sad affair. And uh, they wanted to inject some form of some entertainment into it, yeah. And which is always the the thing with the Hunger Games is like this weird like yeah. mix of like Ugh. you know horrible things happening, but yeah. also they're trying to be entertaining. And yeah. it's like what in the world? And it's just like you're like how sick and twisted is this world? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, so that he this is the first year that they are sponsors, and he's a sponsor. And so maybe once we get to the games or something mm. like that, it'll be more more. Uh, engaging but to me the more interesting thing is just kind of like okay taking a step back like 20 years mm. and seeing what was Penham like back then yeah and so like it's like real still real soon after the war there's still like rubble rubble in the streets of the capital and uh you know those types of things and so it's like interesting hmm. so it's almost like like the uh the your favorite character is the world you know <laughs> yeah yes because you know like they're talking about like for instance you know like uh the or the weapons maker from District Twelve, you know, mm -hmm. he like he he sided with the Capitol, and so like his family is in here, and so like mm -hmm. so far, I haven't had a whole lot of people pop up that like uh, or families pop up that relate to the later books, which is kind of a bummer too. But yeah, so not a whole know. ton of fan service or anything like that yet. Yeah, totally. Which I mean, on one hand, yeah, fan service is dumb, but also I'd kind of <laughs> like to see what happens. You know, like yeah, at the same time, I'm also a fan of things, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm also a fan. Um, um, but like so far, like uh, the 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 quick one liner I'll give you. I'm mm -hmm. not one liner, but like when yeah. I read The Hunger Games the first time, mm -hmm. they were probably the most engaging books I had read in a long time, and still, like honestly, uh, as far as fiction books go, they I have not read anything recently that's in the past. You know, how long ago was that? Ten ten years ago, almost yeah. nine years ago. Uh, that has captured my attention the way that Hunger Games did. Hmm. Um, I like started those books, could not put them down, finished them like all, like within days of each other. Yeah, I want to say mine was like th four days. Yeah, and um, this has not done that. Gotcha. You've put it down, obviously. I've you know? obviously put it down. Um, the interesting thing to me is like as. Like walking that line of like, hey, let's keep interesting things, but this is also about like uh, the uh, 
a, a villain from the other series, like that you already yeah. know is a villain, and it's like they're leaning that way, and it's not a you're not a will they won't they type of a situation. It's literally they will, and like how does that happen? And it, so prequels in in and of themselves are hard anyway. Let alone prequels that are based around like a. Uh, a antagonist from from the the original thing so i don't know it's it's interesting i will definitely pick it up and and uh and give it a shot um but yeah it's it's kind of like specifically just because i really like suzanne collins a lot i like her writing yeah. a lot like i mean her writing's great it. yeah the the writing's great i mean i'm not saying there you know any of that's like right lacking it's it's mainly like i just don't have any reason to root yeah. for him right that's, now that's why i didn't pick it up on day one was just because i was like man just it just doesn't reach out and grab me as like this is something that like you must read you know yeah um yeah. so but dude that's awesome i'm i'm uh i'm i'm interested in it more now having this conversation with you than i was oh, before cool. too so like that's good that's always you know yeah. always a good place to be so yeah, yeah. all right john well um later we're going to talk about what are we talking about oh yeah uh, <laughs> the uh, ps5 no ps5, PS5? yeah yep. yes that right. but first Oh my goodness. The news! <laughs> the, news! the news, John. The news. Before we get into the big piece of news, I did want to oh. throw out there that there's a, a pretty big sale on Switch games right now. Ooh. Um, and specifically some first party ones that don't, like, Nintendo just historically doesn't put games on sale almost ever. What's on sale, John? Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 is on Ooh. sale. For how much? Um, for like 40 bucks or something like that. Dude, I'm going like, to pick that so up tonight. So it's like $20 off or something. So it's like, I you know. I want that for a while. And, and I was like, whenever I saw that on the sale, I was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's on, that's on sale. Um, Arms is also on sale. That's not one that I would necessarily like go out of your way for. But if like, if you were thinking about picking it up, this is a good time to pick it up because it's on sale. Yeah. Um, but like then there's some other things like uh, River City Girls from Way Forward is on there, which is like a beat 'em up um, in the uh, River City Ransom universe, which is really cool. Nice. I I, uh, I picked that one up. Um, so there's a lot of things that are just on sale through the end of this month. So it's uh, you got like a Sweet. week and a half or something like that. Well, I've got some uh, eShop money on there, so I'm going to pick up Luigi's Mansion. Do it. Do it. It's a fun game, man. I really enjoy that game. Um, so the other piece of news, the Call of Duty news. So Call of Duty Cold War. Cold oh, sorry, War. Sorry, hang on. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. That's right. It's getting uh, chilly has in been here, revealed. It has. It's, <laughs> it's cold. Um, it's been announced. There's a full reveal planned for August 26th. Um, there's been some official art, and there's this like teaser trailer that was pretty cool. Probably the best uh, Call of Duty uh, teaser that I've ever seen. Yeah, and um, like, and um, I thought that was a really the the Black Ops series. After a certain point, got mm. so far away from like where Black Ops One yeah. originally like kind of was tonally. Yeah. Um, that like you know there's like the spider robots and stuff like that in the in whatever one that was um and then there the other one didn't even have a campaign like the last one didn't even have a campaign um Black Ops three or four four sorry. yeah and so like this one totally like from that just that one trailer or whatever it, i'm like okay i'm already like more in than i've been in a long time for like since black ops 2 um totally. and even black ops 2 story like got kind of like out there um as far as that goes by the end of the campaign so yeah i mean i, the, I like i wasn't a huge fan of black ops 2 story like I mean, none of it was in the past only black right. ops 1 was in the past right and it just feels like Black Ops, like in the future, 
is less interesting to me than black ops in the past. Yeah. Like whatever you've no limits to your technology, it feels very strange um, to right. have like black ops, you know, and, and essentially well, like, like, you know, there was no, there was no like undercover mission kind of thing in black ops uh, three really. So even like spies right now, I'm like, what does spies really do now? Like, you know, like I feel like you just you just sit on a computer all day long and hack into things. Yeah, try to find back doors into uh, into digital mainframes. I feel like those are sp- they're trying to like you know hack you know, Putin's cell phone camera. You know, like that's what they're trying to do. I mean, like yeah, I mean, and you're also trying to like find like oh they're gonna find find ways into these other things. And yeah, it's it's. But back then, I feel like you know the the spies we'd you know you're trying to like go you know. Uh, shirtless horseback riding with Putin and get in real good with his crew. You know, yeah, like that's you what know, you do. Pray, it's play, like that relationship. Play some, uh, play some croquet or something. You know, with, with some, <laughs> yeah, with yes, some folks, dude. You know, can you imagine? That's how I get in with people. Is we <laughs> we play croquet. We set up a, a mean game of croquet. You know, and one of those croquet balls explodes. <laughs> you, you, know, you don't know which one. You know, no, you never know which one. <laughs> just, it's just. Uh, this oh, game you play. Man. Oh boy. The uh the interesting thing about that trailer to me also <laughs> was like you had like you have like a real world like it's it, they're adapting like a real world kind of figure into this oh, like yeah, the, universe. Um, the first the, KGB defector. Yeah, and so like this yeah. is you know this is all and even in the trailer it says something about like oh know your history um you know or you're doomed to repeat it. So like it, the thing that I like they're kind of pulling me in from like this like historical fiction kind of side of things where where i i enjoy things that are like oh this is like uh like uh, we've referenced it on the podcast years ago at this point but uh abraham lincoln vampire slayer or whatever oh yeah vampire hunter i don't know what it was what it was actually called but like those types of things are just really interesting where it's like let's take this real world kind of thing and and see what kind of uh other you know, things can spin out of it. Stories and fiction can spin off of it. Yeah. I think, and that part intrigues me as well. There's a few things that intrigue me and we'll get more information on August 26th. But, um, the first thing is like whenever they keep saying, know your history or you'll be doomed to repeat it. That makes me, makes me think that there might be a current day, Mm. uh, section to this game where like somehow maybe you play sections that are back in the, the cold war, but then somehow they relate to, uh, current day events. Fascinating. Uh, that would I mean, honestly play pretty well with like Black Ops One because like some of that was flashback. Obviously, it was all set in the past. That's true. But some of I it was flashback even even further. Um, you It was right. like it was that non-linear kind of uh, of storytelling style, you know. Yeah, which was which was really cool. I mean, the the cam- man, the campaign for Black Ops One is phenomenal, dude. It's so good. Um. Like and the twist at there's a you know twist at the end that's just like oh man I did not see that ha- coming for sure, um yeah like that'd be super cool like I, I'm I'm have you have you played the uh, the campaign in uh, Modern Warfare yet No I have not I Holy haven't even downloaded moly, it dude, dude. it's an additional oh like gosh. seventy or eighty gig and on top it's of the hundred and something anyway. It's 100% worth it. <laughs> I believe you. Just play through. It only takes like six hours. Play through it and then delete it. Okay. Yeah, that's a good call. Good call. Good shout out. Play it at night, though. Do not play it during the day. Wh- why? Because what happens there are... during the day if you play it during the day? Oh, if you play it during the day, uh, gremlins come out of the TV <laughs> and 
nibble on you. Oh, that sounds terrible. I'm not going to play no. this during the day at all. <laughs> no, uh, no. there's these gigantic um, night vision mm. uh, raid sections that yeah. are phenomenal. And Chris, they are best played with all the lights off. That's reminding me of something you mentioned a long time ago before I even bought uh, the Modern Warfare. Mm. You said that there were multiplayer maps and with night vision. And I have there were. yet to encounter them at all. So, um, uh, Connor Wagner, he's been on the show before. He actually reviewed Modern Warfare with me. Go check out that review. At the time, we 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 reviewed this game. <laughs> there were night vision modes in multiplayer. And uh, why they removed them, I'll never know. That doesn't and make why any they sense. haven't come back, I'll never know. Other than, like, I mean, I guess maybe they have the play data. But like I never had trouble getting into a lobby. Yeah. So I can't imagine that there weren't people playing that mode. Yeah. I was talking we were talking today and like we were so the other piece of this that I wanted to bring up is uh I want I, like I'm still intrigued to see how they change Warzone to fit mm. this new Black Ops game, mm -hmm. especially with like different guns and all that kind of stuff. I don't know what that's gonna look like. If it's gonna be like a new map with different guns or whether you know like into you get different gun loadouts depending on which map you're running mm. but what we were talking and discussing was literally they could not come out with another game and just give us night vision mode on Warzone, <laughs> and we'd be happy for another year yeah i mean that's honestly true you know and, and the the way that that would change things because apex did something similar where they had like the the original map but at night and it was like a really fun limited time mode it changes the way you, uh the map goes of oh, course yeah. black op or uh modern warfare it would be even more drastic because you have night vision goggles right right and do you like can you like with so many of you flashbang people it just literally just like like completely just whites out your screen yeah. Um, so yeah, like I mean, that would even change it even more than like Apex did at night. But it definitely changes the changes the the strategies a little bit. Uh, having that darkness. Yeah, I mean, because there were there were a couple cool things. I mean, uh, I mean, it was just great. Like, uh, you basically had to run cold blooded, or else you were just like bright mm -hmm. as. I mean, if in Warzone, if for instance you were like up in the hills, you could just look across the map and just yep. see people. You know, if that yep. was the case, which would be amazing. I'd love that. Um. And then, uh, like, the lasers on everyone's guns, just, just like, you know, we're just going everywhere. And mm. it's just, it, it's, a, it's a very more, it's more like, um, it's more close quarters game because mm. you, A, can sneak up next to people, but B, can't see them until you get up next to them. Yeah, yeah, Really. Yeah. Um, Interesting. And, like, that's the thing. Like, I would love to see that in Warzone. Like, what would that be like? Yeah, I, I know. Who knows, man? That would be so Me chaotic. Too. Um... Is this a game that you're going to buy day one? I, it depends on what we find out like later on. Because like the Warzone right now, which is free to play, that had yeah, like was yeah. enough for me for a long time on yeah. Modern Warfare. And so like the the thing with Call of Duty, I, I typically like certain uh, multiplayer things. Black Ops yeah. has in fact in the past been one of them. Where Black Ops Two was amazing. Mm, so Black good. Ops 3 kind of got a little bit further away from that. Black Ops 4 got even further away from that. And so, like, I just kind of, like, fell off a little bit. And uh, I don't know, man. Like, it, it's not one I'll probably... I'm, I'm not planning on picking it up day one right now. But if I get a feel for the multiplayer, so say they have one of those, like, free multiplayer weekends in Warzone or whatever, like they did with Modern Warfare, that's what ended up having me, 
make the full on transition where it's like, I, I want to buy this game. I could get a lot mm. out of this multiplayer suite was like being able to play the multiplayer for free for a second and determine, yes, this feels amazing. Whereas like, man, so many other call of duties, like I would play them, I would buy them, play them and be like, uh, I would kind of wish I was playing the last year's. Um, so it's like, it's one of those things where I may actually, depending on what the, the campaign looks like, depending on what the whole zombies thing is going to be, cause you know, there's going to be a zombies mode. Mm. Um, and, uh, and especially since like, they don't have to worry about battle royale cause there's a war zone team on a- Activision now. So they don't have to really worry about developing a battle royale like they did with blackout on, uh, black ops four. So I don't know, like the whole, the whole package is probably going to be worth the, the 60 bucks. But at the end of the day, it's like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I have enough information right now to make that call. How about you? Yeah. What do you think? Well, I mean, you know, I kind of got off of buying uh, Call of Duty's day one uh, for a while. And then um, I, I don't think I bought it day one for Modern Warfare, but it was, it was pretty close. It was pretty close. And uh, it, it, re- it honestly reignited my, my love for this franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, first-person shooters is, is, is my favorite genre. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Call of Duty, like no one doesn't like them. Like they're yeah. just, they're the, they're the best tech, like there's no way around it. It really does. Like, I mean, their gunplay feels so good on the on the video game. I, I did want to mention, I had some, like, extra Xbox Live points or whatever. So I got the uh, the Tamagunchi Turbo, which is, like, the updated oh, version of the Tamagunchi. What? Um, and it has reignited, a, like, my, like, it's like this metagame inside of the game now, which, like, it was How before. is it different from the original Tamagunchi? Which is, uh, for our listeners, there's a, basically a Tamagotchi inside uh, Call of Duty. Yeah, where like if you get if you get kills, it feeds it. If you get uh, cap ob- objectives, it'll like clean it. It like these other things. Wins will do something else. I but this one, Chris, it's faster. So basically, you have like two matches to do certain challenges, and the the challenges get more and more difficult uh, throughout the 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 tiers. And so it starts off with like, okay, it's an egg. Get three kills. You get three kills. The egg hatches. It says get ten kills, and so then you get to get ten kills. It evolves from there, and then you do uh, the the next one is like get kill streaks, and so five kill streaks or all three in one life, and so you do that, and then you can oh you know uh, basically like has all of these different challenges of like destroy vehicles, punch a vehicle five times as it's on <laughs> fire but before it explodes. Oh, good grief. And so like you, you like I was picking game modes based on these different challenges and so each level unlocks a charm for your gun oh, that you can what? hang off of it. And it's a charm of each creature. And so like there are 14 different charms what? that you can do. Obviously, there's going to be a couple that I'm, there's no way I'm going to get. One of them is get a nuke. Uh, so you'd probably have to oh, do yeah, that no. in, in whatever map, like the, the ground war or whatever. That's 100% easy. I mean, well, you just have to play some ground war matches. It's not as uncommon as you would think it is. Interesting. It's like like the, the way you get a nuke is so if your team holds every objective mm. uh, on the map. And mm-hmm. then the, it starts this countdown. I think it's a 60-second countdown. Um, and, or, it might be... Interesting. So I have had a nuke before, actually, because I, I haven't played a ton of Ground War, but I've played uh, enough to, like, 
get a few challenges out of the way. Um, yeah, for basically, if, if you can hold those points for those 60 seconds or 45 seconds or whatever it is, then uh, a nuke goes off and your team automatically Interesting. wins. Interesting. The hiccup is like the time frame that you have to do these things. Because again, you have like one or two matches to do the the Like tasks. they limit you? Yeah, like as in like there's a bar, there's a status bar on, your, on the Tamagotchi watch that is like going down and it'll make noises like at the uh wherever you're at like two thirds and then you're at one third and if you don't get it by then it dies and you start over um and it's almost immediate that you start over like the next match you'll be able to like hey now i have an egg again and you start over but like it's been fun to like see how far can i go with these challenges how much you know so like i did the one uh where it was like the whole uh disable a vehicle and then punch it 10 times before it explodes. And so I, I like had that one. I was like, how am I going to do this? I, so I went over to Warzone, dropped on a vehicle, just you know, machine gunned it until it was on fire, punched it 10 times, and then it exploded and killed me. But like, I, I got my charm. you know. <laughs> That's wild. It was a good time, dude. It, so anyway, that, uh, that has been a, a fun kind of meta game within the game that has reignited my Call of Duty kind of like multiplayer thing where I'm doing just deathmatch or I'm doing like domination and stuff. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it, and that's the thing. Like, um, if they can keep this going, I, Black Ops Four was not last year. Last year was World War Two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, basically, since World War Two, they've been on a roll. Like, where they were like, you know, and maybe I, I was, you know, like the Sledgehammer. I think it was like they got their game pulled or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, it makes me wonder if like they realized, okay, what people actually want. Mm-hmm. You know, starting with World War Two is like. Because for a while there, it felt like the the storyline was just a kind of this backseat, phone it in sure. for the multiplayer, right? And and even in multiplayer, like there's this whole suite of multiplayer. I feel like they're like right in their groove, like they're finding mm-hmm. their groove again. Like, hey, people really love this narrative, these narrative stories. Mm-hmm. Because and then like I think they're doing a good job with Warzone of like uh, keeping those stories going in the multiplayer. Sure. Yeah. Especially with like where you can get the operators. I mean, well, all the characters, all the, like, well, most of them, there are some that are exclusive, but like ghost, um, uh, what is his name? Ah, I can't remember the, a couple of the, Oh, uh, price. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one of these other dudes like in the battle pass, like they're from the campaign. Yeah. And so it like, it just makes everything like really tie together. There's all those ghosts, like story yeah. audio logs you can find yeah, yeah, inside yeah. The, Warzone. The, the, the Intel is really cool. Cause there's the, uh, yeah, you have the audio logs that, that play and it basically, you know, you're, oh, you're tracking down a, uh, a, a team that went, you know, mm, dark. Yeah. And so like those types of things are really cool within Warzone. So, yeah. And so it's like, you know, the, they are doing a way better job now of tying all that together. And I really feel like that, that that's one of the things that makes me want to pick this up uh, day one. Yeah. I mean, you know, we'll see. We'll see on, on August 26th, you said? Uh, yeah. We'll see what the actual game looks like. I'm excited yep. for that, dude. I am too. That's the news. All right, John. I thought this was going to be shorter, but it's not. <laughs> I mean, we, just, we we haven't talked in a minute because I wasn't on last week's That's episode. True. So it's like we're just That's having true. a good time, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So um, again, if you haven't seen it, you need to all <laughs> stop and go watch this uh, PS5 trailer. It sure is something. And uh, but assuming you have watched it, let's just dive right in. What in the world is this? <laughs> like, like I said, it's a vibe. You know, it's oh, this, this is the vibe. vibe that we're going for. You know? I don't even get it, dude. Like, this doesn't do anything for me. This doesn't. This isn't 
even the commercials where they would have like all their characters, you know, mm-hmm. the PlayStation characters, like that's yeah. better than this. Yeah, or where they would have like, you know, somebody walks in with a rocket launcher and like puts it down and picks up a sword and like walks into the next room and they're in like a fantasy setting. Like those are all really cool commercials, man. Um, this one, it, it seemed like to me, now this is an interesting strategy. It seemed like they're trying to f- like tout what's different about their console than other consoles, which is the, the touch feedback and the, uh, the, the audio, um, whatever they call that. Like but they didn't even touch on that till the end audio. I mean, but they, they like had it. It was like, Oh, you could feel the, feel oh, the gosh. something or other. And just yeah, like, yeah, and there's yeah. all these like kind of, kind of really vague, uh, hype words to like set you up <laughs> to reveal that there's haptic feedback and there's uh this amazing audio uh with the uh, playstation 5 and that's a, such a weird way to market a console <laughs> to me is like here's these really uh off the wall features you know and i don't know it's like if the switch obviously the switch's main thing was that it switches you know it's like oh it's on your yeah. tv and you can take yeah. it with you um it's as if you know they rather than doing that had been like you can feel the ice cubes they never really had that like they put that in like in their conference or they put that out there as like you know oh, play this play this game because you can sh- feel the ice or whatever but it wasn't like the main aspect of their like marketing plan so it's strange to have like basically have the the controller and a stereo like audio that you have to have a, a separate, not included headset uh, to actually experience seems like a really strange way to market a video game console. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't. I, I just don't know what they're trying to accomplish with this. That's a good because yeah, it good doesn't. Point. It doesn't showcase games. It doesn't really showcase. Like it doesn't have a price, which is what we all want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, what am I supposed to do with this information that you just gave me? If I'm if I'm a random person mm-hmm. who hasn't been keeping up with the PS5, yeah. I guess maybe the only thing that I, I mean, the main thing is like, oh, there's a new there's a new PlayStation awareness. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's the only thing that you really gain from it because you're right. Like, it doesn't really showcase the features either. No. Like, because again, like nobody really like it's not really nailed home that like hey this is a really cool new technology of haptic feedback or this is a really cool new technology of audio because like we've had really good audio in video games um you know dolby atmos is amazing on the xbox totally Um, totally it's just this is the first time that it's been on a sony console um in this way and obviously like with the fact that they're using like ray tracing in order to do some of the audio like that's a little new um but I don't know, man. It's it's just a strange thing because it's marketing something that you can't experience. It's like marketing for like a 4K something or other because it's like unless you have a 4K TV, you don't yeah. really know what 4K can do for you. Like if I'm looking at a, a 4K thing on a 1080p screen, it's like, well, I can't tell any difference. Um, yeah, they always cheat it where it's like, you know, 4K HDR, they like show a, like a dim picture, then brighten it up, you right. know, and it's like, I mean, which it is, that is what's happening like sure. kind of like in real life. It's just hard to like... But not, like again, though, there I don't really even feel like they're. Are those the selling points of that console? I, I think that they think that it is because it's what they led with back whenever they had uh, um, uh, Cerny do that interview with uh, with the magazine. Um, I think they're going to be sorely mistaken. I mean, I, I'm not saying that it's not going to sell well. I'm just saying like right. that's, that doesn't make me want to. 
it's not going to sell what, better what because of I'm going to buy the console. I, that's not what makes me want to buy it. Sure. Yeah, I agree. And I also think like those technologies, obviously the audio, that's the one where I'm like, okay, if this is like really enhanced audio, like more so than Dolby Atmos, I'm going to be so happy about that. Like that'll be like yeah. groundbreaking to me, someone who really loves audio, someone who literally like my job is to, to care about audio and audio quality. Um, right. So, but like the general consumer, like I don't care at all about haptics. Like you think about like the haptic triggers in the, the Xbox controller, super cool, very cool controller, uh, haptics. Um, I, I enjoy whenever games use it. I don't really notice it otherwise, and most games don't use it. Um, uh, similarly, the Switch has a haptic rumble, like the HD rumble or whatever. Nobody uses that anymore. Like it's it, it's listed as a feature on um, on like the game's pages and stuff, but like nobody uses it to its full extent. Where it's like you can tell that this is like breaking and you know the ice is breaking in a certain way, or like you can tell like that the the, the road texture as you're driving is a uh, dirt rather than a, uh, a, a road, which like you can feel that on games that have used it, but I don't know, man, it's just not, it's not worth it enough to market a console based on it. Like I would never buy a switch because of the rumble. Yeah. Agreed. Um, all right. I don't really have a whole lot more to say about this. <laughs> Me neither. I'm excited for them to release a price, man. Do, when do you think that happens? That's something I've been Dude, wanting to know. I mean, it needed to happen before now. Like, I don't know where it's at. Good point. I, I can't, I can't believe that it hasn't happened yet. I mean, like I, I was thinking August, like I was thinking like we would have an event, like another, another, um, PlayStation, like state of play or like some sort of like an, an event and make a big thing of it in August, but like it's we're like we're getting close to the end of August and we got nothing, dude. These consoles are coming out in like three months. I know. It's a little insane. It is. Um all right. Well, that's it for uh for this episode. Next week we're gonna be talking about the DC fandom. It's happening uh this weekend. I think on is it Saturday or Sunday? I think Sunday Saturday. is the majority of it. Sunday. Um so uh if you're interested in that, check it out. I mean it's it's free. So yeah. you can just uh, watch these panels. There's going to be like Wonder Woman 1984 panels. Super There's going to be um, Justice League Zack Snyder cut panels. There's going to be um, uh, Shazam panel. Mm -hmm. There's going to be like a, I think, 80th anniversary of Wonder Woman panel. There's going to be uh, what else? There's going to be like a, there's a bunch panel. of video games panels too. So yeah, there's the the. The, the Suicide Squad Rocksteady panel. Then there's also another WB Games panel. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, so there's going to be some cool stuff there. Definitely check it out if you're interested. As a side note, Chris, um, I, there's a weird relic of what will be considered like strange 2020 things that happens like we were uh, we were up at uh in illinois right and we got like a bag of chips and it was wonder woman 1980 84 branded like she was on it and that's it was, like, funny Psh! and it's just like that movie didn't come out like but the chips did <laughs> yeah that's hilarious like so they do a whole new like like thing of chips marketing like whenever it finally does come out like i don't know I mean, it's, it's so weird man they're gonna have to uh, that's it for this week. Uh, you can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com on social at chrisite250 and johnwright777 and at stayintargetpod. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.